0: And it's another Wednesday, and that means another edition of WeatherWise, the podcast from the meteorologist here at 47ABC WMDT. Uh, We are out of Salisbury, Maryland, on the Delmarva Peninsula. And we love to talk about the weather, of course, locally, the mid-Atlantic region, across the country, across the world. Whatever's happening, uh, we'd like to get into it and chat here a little bit about the weather for about 15 or 20 minutes or however long we decide to go on a given Wednesday. But thank you for downloading and streaming. I am Chief Meteorologist Rich Wardzik, this week joined by Meteorologist Ulysses Garcia. And uh, Ulysses, we're turning the page from winter to spring officially as we're recording this podcast here on a Monday. Uh, What is it? 524 this afternoon. So everyone listening at this point, it's already spring, but we're talking about it in the final hours here of winter. I'm not too upset about the change. You know, we've talked about this already a couple times in the past several weeks. Sloan and I have... uh, talked about the pros and cons of uh you know a mild winter really for her it was just the fact that she couldn't go skiing when she was on vacation i get it like it's nice to be able to do that but it's also nice you know not to have the snow around if you have to drive in it every day so you know kind of uh it, either way you look at it it's been an odd season so far
1: no yeah i, I agree with you it's definitely been an odd season the fact that we were just uh, struggling to just get any snow here uh, across the area, and like you know Sloan mentioned the fact that she, she just wanted to go skiing. So I mean, I feel like any winter activities that we were looking forward to them, any snow days that the kids were promised that were they were hoping for uh, to have off from school unfortunately didn't happen. So uh, but you know, every, you know every winter is meant to be different now. obviously it's uh, it's quite you know startling how we went from a, a winter where we got a decent amount of snow last year to a winter where we pretty much have none. Um, you know, so, but definitely, uh, you know, that's definitely gonna be a big headline as we go into next winter is seeing like where we end up, if we are going to end up somewhere in the middle ground, uh, from the last two winters, we'll see, you know, time will tell.
0: And to give people an update here too, if you haven't caught some of the past podcasts, the one we talked about with Sloan about the pros and cons of winter and not having enough snow for skiing, you know, this was on her honeymoon and she planned to go skiing out in the Alps, out in Italy, you know, places that historically you would never even think, that there would be an issue with snow and they were having snow issues, not being able to use the ski slopes out there. So uh, obviously we've had that problem here, mid Atlantic and Pennsylvania, some of these ski resorts nearby here, just a few hours from here, not being able to open until after the first of the year. And after they had enough snow making time to put some of the, uh, artificially made snow on the Hills and temperatures haven't necessarily been cooperative with that, but you could check out the, uh, some of those earlier podcasts. You can always go into where you uh, download our podcast, the actual podcast site, and we have it real easy on there you could see everything up until you know the first one we did like three or four years ago so you know you can easily go on there and find (laughs) it but uh you know as Ulysses talked about not much to talk about this winter it's very strange I think officially Salisbury what two instances of a trace of snow that's it
1: that's it yeah just uh, traces of snow here in Salisbury and all of our airports pretty much have just recorded a trace so uh the only accumulations that we had, and I know you covered a few weeks ago, was back in early, like the first day of February, and that was like over northern Delaware and northern portions of uh, Delmarva where we saw just a, about a half an inch, and that's about it. But overall, everybody's been uh, pretty much a slim pickings, and we talked about this at nauseum about how we just have been at just the wrong, we've been in the wrong position to not have that snow. We've been in the wrong spot every, all winter.
0: And this would really be two winters in a row if it wasn't, for the freak snowstorm last year.
1: Yeah, last 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 year we lucked out with two big snowstorms. Oh, that's uh, right, too. Two of them, one in the beginning of January, <clears> one <or> at <throat> the end of January, and then we had little pockets of like little mini snows where we got like half an inch, an inch there uh, in between. But really, we pretty much got all of our snow last year in just in the matter of one month, from January 1st to January 31st, pretty much all of our snow came like that.
0: And, and you know, being very odd, because here those two instances ended up with Many more inches, several inches more of snow than D.C. and Baltimore recorded that winter of last winter. I believe Baltimore itself last winter did not get an inch of snow. I have to go back and look, but I think they're working on season number two where they're not recording anything more than an inch. So,
1: No, yes. Uh, I saw that. Uh, I know like I've seen some other meteorologists across the bay in Baltimore. They're saying that obviously if the snow continues to lack for the remainder of this early spring, um, they 're going to definitely push record territory by the end of this year if it doesn 't snow, say in December um, where they 'll go over seven hundred days without measurable snowfall. I think I saw i don 't know which which of the meteorologists but I saw a post I think this past weekend where I saw that so we 're definitely going to be entering record territory um, later on in twenty twenty three um, if we don 't see snowfall, especially along here over the mid Atlantic
0: so with that said, final weeks of here of winter have actually been very. Winter like, and I say that because our average temperatures here for the final weeks of winter, average highs are already in the 50s. We've had near average, if not slightly below average, days for a lot of March so far. And uh, if you take a trend or take a look at the trend, January and February, of course, were not like that. We were record book territory for both of those months as, you know, top five warmest January's and February's on record. And now into March, it seems like the pattern has kind of corrected itself a little bit. A little late in the season for us to even see snow at this point. But, you know, you talk about sometimes you can get, uh, you know, the, the, the little ones here and there. And, you know, in, in the spring, it's always important to remember this is kind of like the wartime for weather, if you will. You can get all sorts of action in spring. You get those late season snows that uh, can happen in March and April, especially early April. You, we can get temperatures pushing into the 80s. We get severe weather. You, we get it all yeah and even, even 90s even 90s you're right and so the spring early to mid-spring is where things really start yeah. uh moving if you will and it hasn't been anything like that here as we go into the first couple of days of spring things have been pretty quiet although this week we're starting to look at a warm-up or a warming trend from this several week cool pattern that we've been in you look back into the midwest uh, especially the upper midwest the great lakes they've been dealing with a lot of snow So a lot of late season adjustment, if you will, back into some of the wintertime territory coming out of the season and now into spring. Um, You know, things are quieting down here very temporarily, but I know that uh, it looks like by the end of the week we could be looking at some more action. You're looking at some of the numbers here, right?
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're talking about the warming trend. We're actually going to be seeing our first 70s of the month by the end of this week, which is um you know which is kind of interesting the fact that here we are making our way already towards the latter portion of march and we haven't had yet a 70 degree day yet so far and we're more likely going to have it by thursday and for sure if we don't have it on thursday it's looking like likely we're going to have it by friday which will be our warmest day where we'll be in the low to mid 70s and when we look at that it's actually going to be about pretty much an entire month from the previous time that we had a 70 uh, degree day and that was actually on February 23rd which was actually a record high within itself it was 79 degrees in Salisbury. So the fact that we had to wait an entire month, uh, you know, like Rich mentioned puts it in perspective how it's been more just seasonable um, throughout the month of March. How we really haven't had too much extreme um, you know warmth this month compared to what we had back in February. So, uh, But we'll see, you know, I know right now the climate prediction center, as we make our way closer towards the end of March, um, it's starting to start leaning a little bit more towards average to even just a smidge slightly above average as we begin to make our way towards um, April. So it looks like as we go into April, we're gonna start seeing our temperatures right around average. So it looks like the below average trend that we had in the first half of the month of March, it's looking like um, it might just tone down just a little bit but we'll see what happens as we go um, into April. But right now, uh, we're definitely you know, looking forward to our first 70-degree day this month. So,
0: Well, I'm excited about it. I'd like to be able to get outside and just enjoy some of this here. We've got some races coming up, the Salisbury 5K yep. coming up this weekend, right? And then we've got the Eastern Shore uh, Bun Run that's coming up the following weekend. So we're getting into 5K and race territory here, race season, if you will. i um, excited about that going forward, and you, you never know. You know what the temperature is going to be like on that Saturday morning, getting ready for the race and the run walks. I think everyone's just enjoying the fact that they know that we're getting closer and closer to some really comfortable weather here along the shore. This is the nice little preseason before you get into uh, the beach season, the tourist season, if you will, where it starts getting crowded out here. But with that said, spring starting. Uh, the equinox you wanted to talk a little bit about that
1: so yeah the equinox is official like rich mentioned it starts on monday Uh, it started on monday on march 20th at 5 24 p.m and that's pretty much when the sun is right over the equator which means that uh you know everybody's gonna see pretty much a sunrise and a sunset and you can really focus on this throughout the year if you really were to look at the sky throughout the entire year you would really tell how the sunrise and sunsets play out so on a day like the the equinox the sun and the sun will rise and set exactly east and west compared to when in the winter you'll have more of a southeast and southwest rise and set and then in the summer you'll see the sun rising more towards the northeast and the northwest in the summer so that's what it is and also the fact that um, everybody has 12 hours of daylight. Now, this is an interesting thing though. though. The, weird, the word equinox is just Latin term for equal days and equal nights. However, though, there's actually another term called equal lux, which is really where the sun, where the amount of daylight is actually equal. Both the daylight is equal in both day and night. And that actually tends to happen more just a few days before the equinox in the spring. And a couple days after the equinox in the fall. So if you're wondering when that exactly happened, it actually happened on St. Patrick's Day, is when we actually hit the equilux where we had 12 hours of daylight. So even on the equinox itself on Monday, we were already seven minutes over 12 hours. So we already had about 12 hours and seven and eight minutes of daylight here on Del Marva. So, um, and the reason for this is because of how the defi- the definition of a sunrise and sunset is played out. And it's usually, uh, the it's usually the 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 definition for a sunrise is when you can actually see the first disc of the sun rising while the sunset is when it's the last disc of the sun setting. Um, It's not the halfway point of when you see both of those um, concepts.
0: Right. Well, it's interesting to note that, too, because, um, you know, keeping track of that, we always get down to the second of when we go from sunrise or sunset and, you know, into twilight and stuff like that, because uh, especially this time of the year, excited about every second of daylight that we accrue each day even if on paper it just looks better when we have just that little extra bit of daylight um and uh, previous podcasts have talked to sloan about it really comes down also to the time that you want to go to bed she has to go to bed early because the morning show so later sunsets aren't good for her but some of us uh that have to get up real late during the day don't see too much sunlight during the day during the winter because you know Getting our shift started here at three o'clock in the afternoon, the sun was setting so easily yeah. in the evening. So, kind of works out better. But, you know, um, if, if you have that early shift like Sloan, you're able to at least enjoy a little more of the afternoon with the warmer temperatures, knowing that this time of the year we're getting into more and more sunlight. So, yeah. it's it's all how you take it. And, you know, I'm uh, I'll say this as we go into this time of the year, getting set for baseball season and some of this uh, um, uh, some of the different things that we have going around here in delmarva that are not just related to the beach you know we're getting closer and closer to severe weather season and you were mentioning too this is uh kicking off delaware's uh severe weather preparedness week
1: so yeah so the national weather service is um in delaware it is delaware um severe weather awareness week and it consists of five days where they talk about five different topics so on monday um, the topic was focusing on flooding. And keep in mind that flooding is actually one of the top weather-related hazards. Um, excessive heat is usually considered the main, the top fatality, but when it comes to second, it's flooding and that's because of the fact that, um, and in flooding, when it comes to flooding, it's really just, um, you know, knowing where you live in the sense like if you live in a flood prone area, you should evacuate or also, um, you know, went if anytime you see water when you're driving, just make sure to, you know, turn around, don't drown, look for different alternate route. And the thing is like, it doesn't take that much water for your car to get uh, knocked around. It only takes about six inches of water for your car to be finally, uh, you know, submerged and dealing with problems. So um, that's day one on Monday was flooding. Um, Day two is about tornadoes and and tornado safety. And, you know, we mentioned this before, the best spot you can be when it comes to a tornado is uh, a basement or anywhere away from windows. So the more interior part of your home is considered the best place to be when a tornado happens. Going into Wednesday, the topic was severe weather, uh, severe thunderstorms and hail. Um, and when it comes to Delmarva here, we can experience severe weather any time of the year, but it tends to be more of a focus in the spring and in the summer. In the spring, usually we have um, we've dealt this in the past with uh, tornadoes and obviously last year, we even dealt with some hail storms in May. We dealt with tornadoes in April a couple years ago. Um, And then in the summer, usually we tend to have severe weather uh, sometimes associated with tropical weather. Um, And then when it comes to Thursday, the main topic was lightning safety. So when it comes to lightning, anytime you hear lightning, just remember to go indoors. And then lastly, on Friday, the topic that they're covering is preparing for um, severe weather. And that's more just having a disaster supply kit And that's something you want to have year-round. It's not just for severe weather season. That's for hurricane season and also um, when it comes to winter weather. Obviously, you'll modify a few things, but obviously, it's your canned goods, your batteries, uh, bottles of water, stuff like that.
0: And it's all very good reminders and points that Ulysses brings up. And it's not just for Delaware. Obviously, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, they all take turns on when their severe weather preparedness week is here as we get into spring. but. All of that that you hear about is applicable to wherever you're at. We all stand the risk for some of the same severe weather elements, obviously in Marva, from tropical weather to severe weather to some of the wintertime issues that we deal with, with the coastal storms, the flooding, anything that goes along with uh, what we see here coming along the Atlantic seaboard. So getting set for what will sure to be a pretty active spring here coming up. And of course, we'll keep an eye on it and talk about it here. That's what we do on WeatherWise, talk about the weather and after a quiet week, uh, relatively speaking, here across Del Marva, looking ahead to at least a warm up here by the end of the week, and surely looking ahead to what will eventually be some more active weather to come our way soon. So, thank you for downloading and streaming. We really appreciate it. You can always reach us, by the way, at weather47abc.com at with a question or a comment. Love to hear from you. But for myself and Ulysses Garcia, this has been another edition of WeatherWise, the podcast from the meteorologist here at WMBT, uh, 47 ABC. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next Wednesday.